0: And data centers are up. Are you ready for this? 162% to record 1.9 billion. (laughs) Welcome back to Investing 404, the podcast for amateur investors, for amateur investors. I'm Garv and I have Chris here with me. We've both been investing for over a year and we'd like to give an insight on how we analyze companies' for investment.
1: Right, Thanks for tuning in again. Today's the NVIDIA special, one of the most exciting companies we've talked about so far. If you would rather want to listen to Gov's portfolio update or one of the 10 beggars that I dig up, then listen to the last episode. Uh, We've also added timestamps in the description. So if you want to jump forward to one topic specifically, then have a look in the description. So in today's episode, we'll be going through NVIDIA's sort of history, uh,
0: what they currently do, what their uh, strength is, how the revenue split, and then go into our positives and negatives of how we see the company and its potential future, uh, and closing off with how much Chris would throw his salary into (laughs) NVIDIA. Uh, (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) quick disclaimer as always uh this is just opinion of two people on the internet this this is not investment research make sure you do your own or, or advice so make sure you do your own research and figure out what you want to spend your money on
1: <laughs> yeah, you can lose a lot
0: of money uh, <laughs> so then chris uh nvidia who's nvidia
1: yeah nvidia i mean if Anyone in our generation has always looked out for the computer that has a sticker on it that says GeForce Insight or NVIDIA. Um, it's it's just a gaming king, right? And that's, that's kind of how the company has come about.
0: Some of our friends aren't very tech savvy, but I know our generation is, right? But NVIDIA, essentially the king of GPUs, and we'll get into a bit more depth in a second.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, the, NVIDIA was founded in 1993, So it's as old as Gov and I, if you want a bit of facts about us. (laughs) Um, And it was founded by three guys, but I'll focus on one of them. And that's Jensen Huang, who's the (laughs) CEO and still to this date involved in this company. So one of the big ticks, one of the big fundamental things of the company is still run by the founder. Um, Interesting fact, this guy used to be a designer at AMD. Which is their main and closest competitor with chips. So he's just taken all the intellectual property he wanted and created his own company. What? Well, <laughs>
0: uh, uh, that's just Chris's claim, not not <laughs> not the belief of investing yeah. 404 <laughs> uh, for any future lawsuits. Uh, no, that, that was a, that was a joke.
1: Of course, um, I don't want any Reddit people to pick this up. Okay. <clears throat> No, back then they, they saw the direction um, for the next wave of computing. They thought it would be way more graphic-based and problems would be solved on computers via UI and visual uh, workflows. And that's what made these three guys get together and create a company that would solve, number one, the visual workflows that you can do in computers. Because remember, back then, computers were all just numbers and lines. Right, There there was nothing behind it. And secondly, they were very interested in getting into this video game market, which was just coming up. And back then, I think 1993, it's probably that that tennis game with the two two sides, these lines on both sides, and then the ball goes from left to right. That was probably as advanced (laughs) as it was back then. I don't remember. (laughs) But again, the, the vision back then, and this is key, the vision back then is they saw how computers would change and they saw it and went straight into this GPU market.
0: Yeah, and it's kind of fascinating to see kind of the output of GPU and the the strengths. Uh, To be honest, though, I think if you guys are interested, just check out some videos on YouTube where you can see visually the variances of having a strong GPU versus a weak GPU. I think that's way better communicated over video than over audio. So check those out on YouTube. There's some really good videos on it.
1: Yeah, and I guess nowadays, if anyone wants to do any real computer processing or playing a a game, um all of these computers laptops um even phones have gpu cards or at least a gpu element in the processor so um just just take that as background it's it's the key in today's world to have a gpu and all data centers all the clouds have them uh, in every single pc they run um the market cap this company is not not small anymore right it's 318 billion and it has more than 13000 staff so we've got talking a huge global company here. Random fact. If you would have invested in two thousand and sixteen, so that's only five years ago, you would have made thousand six hundred percent on your money. Right? <laughs> Just <laughs> crazy growth. Yeah, sixteen times your money, that's
0: even better than like betting at a casino, Chris. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's a real life tan bagger in five years. Beautiful, right? Gov, on the revenue side for how the share price has gone, uh, pretty interesting that 2020 was actually a bit of a wobble for the company, right?
0: Yeah, good point, Chris. FY20 is a bit of a uh, wobble, like you called it, uh, with around 10.9 billion revenue. And this is a wobble because FY16 was 5 billion, 17, 6.9 billion, 18 is 9.7 billion, FY19 is 11.7 billion. You can see that steady increase year over year over year on revenue. And then, like you said, that, decline in fy20 right uh having said that though the the trailing 12 month revenue is looking strong and that's specifically because q3 earnings was so so strong right i think it jumped to around 4.7 billion from 3.8 billion uh and that big jump has been primarily driven by its strongest two component areas. One is gaming, which jumped 37% year over year to record 2.27 billion, and data centers are up. Are you ready for this? 162% to record 1.9 billion. <laughs> I mean, that's just incredible numbers in the last quarter, which is uh, going to really set them up.
1: It shocked me a bit when I first saw it because the stock price has you know, doubled. It's gone to incredible heights. But actually, 2020 was a really bad year if you just look at the numbers, right? Um, especially compared to 2019. And this is a growth company. The current P.E. ratio is 84 to a historic average of 38, right? So everyone's expecting massive growth for the next few years uh, altogether. And I didn't expect 2020 to actually be less revenue than 2019 so that was a shocker but yeah. I, I, I totally see the pickup i totally see the turnaround now in the last few quarters again
0: exactly And you mentioned growth company i mean the dividend yield is like less than half a percent so uh <laughs> <laughs> don't be expecting to get any good yield you, you're, you're gonna put in 570 bucks or whatever and get uh, a couple cents uh, yeah. at the end of uh, this end is of not a dividend year. play right
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly that uh, so then let's let's look at the financials a little bit more depth so it, it, very strong financials the company's got a very stable sort of balance sheet position more than four times assets to liability coverage Um, which is strong right it's important that you the company investing has strong fundamentals that also plays in very very crucially and we'll get to it into potential further purchases right and being able to uh, afford further purchases and how they could maybe fund those things so uh, either way strong current balance sheet position for the company
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I had a quick look at their closest competitor, who's AMD, who are also in the gaming space and do graphic GPUs. Just a quick comparison. So, the revenue on both is 10 billion for NVIDIA and AMD, 7 billion. So, similar ish, not exactly, but the profit and the profit from this revenue at NVIDIA is almost 3 billion, whereas at AMD, it's 300 million, right? It's like 10 times less how crazy is that fact so nvidia manages to just squeeze out margins they squeeze out as much money from everything they sell and all the deals they make compared to where amd is right now
0: so so, so that's a really good fact chris and just for anyone listening uh, it's really important to have that comparison that chris just did whenever you're making your investments to have a dig through and see how is this company that you're looking at and how are they they faring in comparison to their competitors, right? So it's just really important to do that check. Um, Let's look at why they're making that significant profit uh, compared to the competitor. Uh, And let's get into their different areas of uh, revenue, right? So one is gaming, the other is data centers, then we have professional visualization and auto. So that's the four different areas, right, that uh, they get... All the dollar bills. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So let's get into gaming then. So uh, gaming, I mean, gaming's like Chris mentioned, NVIDIA is known for its gaming. It's got a uh, huge market presence. I mean, depends on which website you look. It can show you up to 80% of uh, the GPU space within gaming. And it's got, in the last quarter, had record revenue for desktop, laptops, and console. Uh, they had a massive win in um, uh, Microsoft a few years ago, and they've managed to uphold that, right? So um, with that, the new launches of so the new products can get launched across the board. Uh, so they launched a new GE uh, RTX uh, 30 series. And I don't know if any, if you, any of you are like uh, super tech heads, uh, you'd see some really interesting... Um, uh, GPU numbers on how it delivers up to two x performance uh, from the previous versions, and then it's also launched the NVIDIA Reflex, which improves the reaction times in games to you know get the maximum you can uh, out of the game itself. Uh, and finally, you've got the uh, NVIDIA's GeForce Now, which is a cloud gaming service, and this is where you'll see a lot of potential growth in the future. I think. Um, but the service, the the cloud gaming service, doubled in the last seven months to reach over five million registered users, right? And now it has over like seven hundred fifty games, which is the most of any cloud gaming platform. So, lots and yeah. lots of different areas um, within gaming that they've been so strong in the last quarter.
1: Yeah, exactly. And gaming. Again, is their core business, but you can really see their shift now to getting into other areas. And we'll get to that in a second. So gaming currently is approximately 50% of their revenue, which is massive, right? So they're really reliant on gaming. Thankfully, as we've discussed in our preview for 2021, both of us are really of the belief that gaming is the future, right? We will see esports getting more hyped up. We'll see more uh, VR, AR. We'll see more gaming across the board. So NVIDIA is perfectly set up um, for that with with their gaming division, and that's seeing you know solid year-on-year growth of like 11% every single year currently. So gaming for sure is their moneymaker right now. And then moving to the to the second one, and maybe one of the most important segments now because it's the data centers. So this is cloud. This is getting Uh, deals with all the big cloud providers and standing up um, the computers and a couple of facts right in in NVIDIA's GPUs are present in the number one and number two supercomputer right now globally right eight out of the top ten high processing units so these are really really fast PCs eight out of ten are made with NVIDIA so Uh, It it has a real market share in like the fastest computers in the world. In this data center segment, they also have deals with every major cloud provider. AWS, Azure, Alibaba, all of them have NVIDIA cards. And this is only about to speed up now. There's no slowing down in this whole data center segment, which is what got like 30% of their revenue right now, approximately a third. But it's going up every single quarter. You see this number going up more and more into the share of their revenue
0: yeah and we had a we've gone into this into a lot of depth in some of our previous episodes whether it's Alibaba or Amazon um, and in how much or even Google sorry and how much potential upside cloud has right and Nvidia is essentially a core element of making that growth possible so they've got ev- every major cloud provider, connected and like Chris said 90% share market share in like the accelerators in supercomputing right so essentially as any of these other companies grow it'll be due to these chips that uh, Nvidia is providing them so it, it's almost impossible for those companies to grow without also pulling uh, Nvidia along for the ride
1: yeah if, if, if you want to um, get more depth on on this whole cloud, segment, then our Amazon episode has really gone into detail on that. I think we spent about 15 to 20 minutes on cloud alone, um, and that will give you a good insight. A- a- agreed, Chris. Uh, the other element that will really boost cloud
0: is, you know, NVIDIA is really trying to stay on top with its Technological investment advances, right? Because the reality is, as uh, let's say AWS improves, they'll also want the best people, best chips to work with it, right? And Nvidia is trying to stay on top with the new DPUs, staying on top for uh, when 5G comes on board, right? And 5G becomes uh, stable across the board, uh, the Nvidia chips will be. Uh, top end either with its DPU units or the CPU cores and it's just really impressive to see that they've understood that accelerating and adoption of NVIDIA's AI interface can have a huge influence across the board right Um, and I think the latest out of A100 is up to I think 237 times faster than the CPU so it just gives you an idea of how this investment in AI and in ML and in the the future of how tech is producing, we should keep them in good stead in the data center space over a long period of time.
1: Yeah, and you, you touched upon it, right? This, this new innovation. I mean, we, we started off with CPUs, then we've gone to GPUs, which is the graphical unit. And now they've brought something else out, which they call the DPU the deep processing unit. And to be honest, I don't fully understand it because I haven't done enough research on it, but it's something like 125 core PC and it's insanely efficient for data centers. And uh, most importantly, it uses all of the components they built themselves. And one of those is hopefully in the future ARM, um, but we'll get into that in a second. But they, they seem to always be a step ahead, especially as Goff says, in whatever new innovation is coming up. Oh, well, guess what? NVIDIA has got a chip for that and also in that remit they've just announced a crypto specific cmp and that's the crypto mining processor <laughs> and if you know anything about crypto mining essentially what they do is they buy uh, hundreds of graphic cards and just let them run day and night 24/7 to stand up that blockchain and for standing up that blockchain they get rewarded a couple of uh, coins or fractions of coins right and that's the real businesses have come up from this entire crypto mining process Nvidia is right in there announcing the chip specifically for the crypto space that is more efficient and crypto is even guessed to be 10% of the entire revenue and that's most likely only about to go up because guess what people then have reviews which chip is the best oh Nvidia is the best okay but let me buy an Nvidia chip because I want to stand up a crypto mining process right. Everyone just wants to go for the best practice. They don't want to go for an AMD chip if that's known to be slower and less efficient. Because with all this crypto mining, it's important to be very efficient. Uh, because all the energy costs and all the bills you have to pay go straight down from your bottom line.
0: If that's hard to follow, because you don't, uh, because the link between crypto and energy doesn't make sense. The reality is like it's the number one drain and cost of mining crypto is the energy that you have right so being more efficient and like either saving time or saving how much output of your energy is gives a huge saving to the miners so that's why chris that's chris's point on like how nvidia could really benefit by having this new chip and staying the top of technology in the mi- the crypto space as crypto keeps exploding
1: yeah exactly goff and, and apparently that's 10% of the entire revenue Um, But that's guessed to be 10%. No one really knows because then they haven't haven't broken out exactly how much is going into crypto mining. Um, But maybe with this new processor, the CMP, the crypto mining processor, uh, they'll be able to show that more specifically how many of those chips are being sold.
0: Uh, The last point I want to make is um, also linked to what we're saying, staying on top of the technology and the investments are really strong also in this space and in april 2020 it closed the deal for buying melanox and and that's outbidding like the intel microsoft and so on and so to acquire uh melanox which essentially does its networking capability in a much much more efficient way right it's just communication equipment uh and acquiring them outbidding Intel and Microsoft is such a strong move into showing you're investing in your future business, right? Um, so I think that's another really strong point when it comes to its data center aspect.
1: All right, governor let's move on to the third revenue uh, segment, and that's professional visualization, which is making up 11% of their revenue. And I think it's growing 13% year on year. So it's not too insignificant,
0: yeah and this element i think has had a bit of a struggle in the last couple quarters uh because it's been impacted quite hard by COVID 19 essentially it's with desktop workstations really suffering uh in sales uh and so mobile work- workstations are where we've seen some rebound and that's why you've seen it increase from 203 million to 236 million quarter on quarter but it's still down 30 percent uh year over year uh and th- there's a bit of strength in its healthcare public sector and so on. This isn't where they're putting in most of their efforts, right? Even though they've got a couple new wins with Medtronic and Philips in technology, um, this doesn't seem like their focus area for growth.
1: Agreed. So let's move on to the last one because we don't want to focus too much time on it either. <laughs> um, let's talk about automotive, and this one's interesting um, because there's actually a lot of potential. Um, with Nvidia not actually producing the cars but just producing components that every single car will need from now on into the future. Automotive is only 6% currently and a growth of 13%. And why this is interesting is because in the future every single car will need at least one chip or at least an entire processing unit for standing up the infrastructure that, for example, Tesla is trying to achieve with having their cars be Autonomous, and the drivers can just lean back and, well, some of them sleep, but you shouldn't. Uh, (laughs) And they have really strong partners in that segment already. Tesla has jumped off, which is fine because Tesla is producing pretty much everything themselves. But now they're working with Toyota, the biggest car manufacturer in the world, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, XPeng, and NIO. And essentially what they give these car companies is the entire unit that can collect all the data, identify what is what validate it so if you come up to a stop sign it does all of that in one unit and then assists with the driving as well you know steer left steer right all of that will have to be done by some sort of computer infrastructure and nvidia gives car companies that infrastructure that they need that component that will be essential for every single car going forward
0: yeah chris kind of saved the best one for last uh, so uh, we all know our, our podcast listeners love a bit of Neo, and uh, guess what, <laughs> mate? Uh, all, <laughs> and, and guess what? All, all, all the fancy tech that you expect to see from a Neo car, well, it can happen because of Nvidia, right? And the can, the partnership they have with Nvidia to provide those chips. And it's the same with Mercedes Benz with its old like uh, redesign S Class sedan. It's like the same kind of thing. It's just. All the new cars that require the new tech where NVIDIA is going to be front runner in being able to provide that. And so whilst it's only 6%, I feel like this is one of the big, this will be one of the biggest segments. If, If they can build their relationships and continue that strong profile over the next
1: couple of years. And they seem to have some key relationships already in place, which is very promising also just paint a picture in your mind cars in the future will behave much more like our mobile phones where you keep getting a software update you're getting ios 14.4 with another app with another thing you can do and that's how cars will be as well they'll get a software update to then drive in a specific area or they can do x y and z better like parking all of these things will just come um, online and nvidia again is key to that entire infrastructure And then with NVIDIA, you don't buy into a car company because, as you know, we're quite skeptical about which car company is going to succeed. You are buying someone that's supplying, you know, a lot of different car companies with chips. You're number one betting on the car of the future being autonomous and a lot smarter than today. And number two, you're not exposed to a specific car company. So it's a nice way to diversify if you believe in the future of, you know, car ownership or in the future of smart cars. And then Goff, we should get to maybe the biggest news and w- one very, very significant takeover that NVIDIA has announced and is trying to get through, and that's Arm, right?
0: And There's a lot of speculation about whether this deal will indeed go through, Chris. Uh, so Arm's a British sort of semiconductor uh, company and essentially provides sort of ARM processors, which, and then also designs other chips and different softwares, right? So NVIDIA is really trying to get in this deal to open up its entry into way more sort of phones and having a better input into mobile gaming. Uh, and it's around $40 billion is the acquisition, right, of ARM. So it's a really big investment that they're putting out. Uh, betting on the future of gaming on phones better on 5g capability that type of thing Uh, but it seems to be right now that there's a lot of questions on whether it will actually go through
1: yeah it's um you know when when google who was it apple and microsoft start announcing they are worried about market power of nvidia (laughs) you know something's (laughs) up (laughs) (laughs) the only way these companies made it this far is by (laughs) abusing their market power um But yeah, absolutely, I think buying ARM would be a really huge move because as you've seen from past announcements, Apple is moving to ARM processors, um, licensed from this ARM company. Microsoft is moving that way. So they are essentially taking away Intel and standard CPUs that have existed and all moving to this ARM-based processing. And if NVIDIA can take that, they don't just have the mobile and the gaming, they also have this main CPU element. And that's that element that's in their new chips for the data centers, that DPU, the deep, uh, no, what is it? I forgot the name now, the DPU, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and I guess I touched on that a, a, a second ago, but I Google and Microsoft really worried, right? Because NVIDIA get that, they, NVIDIA have multiple elements that they can then negotiate prices way more efficiently with Google and Microsoft, right? They can negotiate those prices and make it more expensive for them to just get these spare parts, whereas uh, right now they're getting quite a good deal on some of these chips. So, uh, yeah, that's the that's the worry from Google and Microsoft space.
1: And then go uh, our usual summary. Uh, should we get into some positives and negatives that we see? I'll let you go first.
0: Uh, So I think, Chris, positives and negatives. uh, Positives, I think, uh, really strong financially, uh, very strong market share in in gaming, very strong market share in uh, uh, supporting data centers and huge potential in auto. Uh, Negatives, uh, well, the ARM deal... uh, looks unlikely that it will go through um i i also slight concern on you know we haven't really touched on the regional impact more than half of nvidia's revenue comes through apac and a lot of that i think over 50 percent comes from uh china and taiwan with and we've touched on the environmental risks that happen uh and we don't we don't fully understand where you know, China sees uh, NVIDIA pro uh, progressing over time, right? So that's a bit I, I'm not too certain about uh, as well. Yeah, and the final negative is its current share price, right? Uh, at, at its current share price at 570, even if you went back a few months ago and you put in even like a 20% a year uh, uh, revenue growth over the next five years, you would have expected around 550 560 um so its current share price at 574 seems quite high and potentially overvalued uh with its potential growth with its expected growth that you could have so that would be my final negative I think on Nvidia
1: probably my main negative I like your positives but that's probably the reason I wouldn't want to invest right now and I I touched on this earlier the average PE over the last five years was 38. All right, standard growth company, 38 PE, but now it's at 84. So it, it shows you, and that's across the market, but NVIDIA especially, how highly valued the next few years um, have to be any hiccup. And this number is coming right back down uh, the stock price. And then... Um, over the short term, I don't see many negatives. I think over the long term, there'll be a couple. And it's the this high competitive nature in that entire market. Someone else can come up with a faster chip. Someone else, maybe in China, is developing something that is completely groundbreaking. Also, Intel has had terrible years, the last four or five years, not in- innovating, having problems with producing their own chips. By Intel, I feel like, has big opportunity to come back. They have the most cash out of all these companies. They have the biggest deals and the biggest name. So let's see if Intel can um, actually stay one of the bigger players in this market. Um, On the positive side, over 27 years now, NVIDIA has been the top dog. And I don't see that changing, again, as I said, in the short to medium term. So ARK Invest, which we've covered in our ETF episode, very respected fund company with a good researching arm for companies has put NVIDIA in their next generation of internet ETF. So they clearly see NVIDIA as key to the future. And with all of these high stock prices, and I said the same about Tesla, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because at that stock price, they can then give out more shares, get cheaper loans, higher investments. And over long that means they can get more money at cheaper rates than other companies. And so it, it some, somewhat becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. If that arm deal works, I think they are really set up for the future. If the arm deal doesn't work, then I think there'll be a, a small shock to the price because it seems to be priced in. So 15 minutes in, you've hit your uh, waffle point. <laughs> yeah. I can't think anymore. <laughs> so uh,
0: are you are you are you invested? Not invested, Chris? Uh,
1: not 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 directly. Um, for anyone that has been invested for a few months, congrats because um, nice little growth. Um, I am invested in the gaming ETF. I think you as well go for it. So I have indirect exposure. So I hope the company does well, but I'm not directly invested in it.
0: Exactly the same, Chris. Uh, I, I feel like it's a bit too priced, uh, too high, too highly priced for me to justify being in right now i still think it's a very solid company and so i'm still getting exposure through my Vanna g- gaming etf which has a, about seven and a half percent um um waiting on nvidia corp so and i think with that it rounds up uh this episode it's definitely a slightly longer one but gaming heavy so make sure you spread it to all the gamer friends and uh <laughs> If you do in, if you do invest or you have made good returns on us, uh, make sure you hit us up at investing 404 and so we can know about it and be a bit, bit jealous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.